0: Hey, what's up everybody? It's Jeff Grammer with the Albuquerque Journal and abqjournal.com slash sports to be a little more specific. You're listening to episode 28 now of the Talking Grammar podcast. We got a fun one today. We got a little little something different in these crazy times for everybody. Everything's a little bit different lately. So what we did today was um, obviously not a lot of sports going on on the field or in on the court in the gym in the arena. So what we uh, just like all sports fans everywhere, the big Big topic this past week was The Last Dance, the 10-part documentary series on ESPN that features the 97-98 Chicago Bulls Championship Series. I did reach out to former Lobo, Luke Longley, who was the starting center on that team, he politely declined, um, spending some time with his family back in Australia, and he did not want to be interviewed at least ahead of the documentary. Maybe he – I will give it another try as this documentary series plays out over the next five weeks. I also reached out to former Aggie Randy Brown. He did not get back with me um, ahead of it. Again, I will try again to to get Randy Brown as well. The the fact that there was a former New Mexico State Aggie and a former – UNM Lobo on what is arguably one of the greatest NBA teams of all time, that 97-98 Chicago Bulls team, is uh, is remarkable in itself. There certainly haven't been a whole lot of NBA players out of New Mexico or out of New Mexico State since the 90s, so um, the fact that two of them were on one of the greatest teams is is really remarkable in a lot of ways, and it's certainly been written about plenty through the years in the journal and around New Mexico, but uh, this the celebration of the '97-'98 Bulls is uh, kind of highlighting it again. Obviously, they're not the focus of this of this documentary series, but it would have been nice to talk to either one of them. What I got for you today on this podcast, though, and is kind of a unique situation as well. Former New Mexico State Aggie basketball player Brandon Mason, who is now a UNM Lobo assistant coach, and was a high school junior in Chicago. Um, Just killing it in in the high school ranks in Chicago during that 97-98 season. And I I talked to him a little bit. He's the biggest Chicago Chicago Bulls fan I know. Makes his sons dress up in Chicago Bulls jerseys during the the documentary when it aired on Sunday night. And will for the next five weeks as well. And um, I talked to him a little bit about what it was like growing up in Chicago during that Chicago Bulls era. What he thought of the documentary series. He even... We, we had a little fun with the what so many people are trying out for the first time now, which is the, the Zoom video conferencing. So there's also a video that accompanies this podcast, and you can get that on through the Albuquerque Journal's website. And I, I think we'll upload it on, onto YouTube as well. But anyway, the point is he... he He was on Zoom, he walked around his house, he wearing a Chicago Bulls uniform during the interview, even showed off his 20 plus or however many pairs of Air Jordans that he's collected through the years, just a big time Bulls fan, talked to him a little bit about The Last Dance, about what playing in Chicago during that era meant to him, and a little bit about Lobo recruiting, a little bit about some of that stuff, but primarily The Last Dance, the documentary, and what... Being a Bulls fan, especially a high school basketball player who started getting recruited by the college by colleges at that time, what it, what it was like, and some of the NBA players he went against um, during that time. So, very much appreciate Brandon Mason for for being cooperative in this and and playing along with us for the video and for this podcast, as well as an article that's going to go into the Albuquerque Journal, I believe in Wednesday's edition, the print the print edition on Wednesday, and that's a good. Opportunity now to remind you that there's been a lot of fantastic work going into the Albuquerque Journal and by local newspapers all around New Mexico during this crazy time, during this coronavirus pandemic. So, I want to remind you that subscribing to local journalism is important. It matters. And times like this, I I couldn't be prouder to be a part of local journalism because of some of the work my colleagues at the Journal have done. And there's been great work done around the state of New Mexico. Please, if you can, Subscribe to the Albuquerque Journal www.abqjournal.com/slash-subscribe. That'll take you to take you right to our subscription page where you can sign up for a variety of options. You can get the digital version just online, the e edition. Just subscribe to the Sunday and get the the, the digital version, or you could get the the full seven day a week option. Um, Local journalism matters. I I don't say that just because I'm a part of the journalism field and it's my job. It's because I believe it matters, and I think times like this show it. So be very much appreciated if you did support local journalism. Hopefully the Albuquerque Journal. Now, that one's a little self-serving because that's where I work, but any support of local journalism would be greatly appreciated at this time. It also provides opportunities like this for sports fans trying to get away from all that coronavirus talk and and have a little bit of escape at a time when – you know, all you see on the news is is about stuff that you can't really control, that we don't have a whole lot of control over right now. Maybe this gives you a little bit of escape, and that's supporting local journalism as well. So back to the topic at hand. Brandon Mason, Lobo basketball assistant coach, talking about the last stance. Here we go, episode 28 of the Talking Grammar Podcast. Let's see. You, I imagine, for about two, three weeks we're like, just giddy going crazy that The Last Dance was coming up. And Super excited. I bet you were. How, how sick were you, was your family, was that house, of hearing about The Last Dance coming up?
1: They were tired of it. I mean, and on top of it, the kids had to find their uh, Chicago Bulls jerseys that their granddad sent them years ago. So they're, like, pulling, looking through it. It's not like they just had it in the closet hanging up either. So they got tired of me talking about it. But they got to learn the history of the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan, where I'm from, and all that kind of stuff. So this, that was, this was a good start.
0: Well, for, for those that don't know, you're not just a Chicago Bulls fan. You were, you were coming into your own as a basketball player. You were Tell us what grade and what high school you were at. The, the last dance, obviously there were six championships. I know they shouldn't have beat the Portland Trail Blazers, but we can get into that later. Don't do later. that. Don't um, do that. Um, you were what grade, what high school uh, the year of the 97-98 season, which was – the, the season that the last dance 10 part documentary follows what grade then uh okay. how, how good of a player were you well you
1: know i was a junior in high school i was at morgan park uh which was i was in the red south back then they had the red south the uh, the red west they, they were in different divisions as opposed to like 4a 5a things like that so you know it was one of the toughest conferences in in the I would say in the country, uh, you know, there were multiple NBA players like Bobby Simmons, uh, Quentin Richardson, guys like that. Um, and, you know, my junior year was my best year of basketball, actually. So, I mean, it was a fun year, fun times.
0: How, how often did you go against somebody in high school that ended up in the NBA where you personally were, were going against them? Um,
1: I wouldn't say if, uh, like every night. I'd say like maybe once once a month or something like that. I mean, during Christmas, I played against uh, Dwayne Wade in the, in, our, in the Christmas Lincoln Wade tournament. Uh, we lost the championship to him. Uh, in the playoffs, we lost to Quentin Richardson um, the, the next month. Uh, and then before that, we played against Bobby Simmons and Simeon, who was in our conference. We played against uh, Julian, who had a bunch of pros, Where Sean Dockery played, played for Duke. Um, they have uh, Lance Williams. They, they had a bunch of guys, man. So like every night, to like every week it was always a, some, some major competition going on. what were
0: you what would you say in terms of um, kind of where you stood with them? Obviously you were a Division one player and in the city of Chicago you were you were pretty darn good. Those guys are I mean dwayne Wade's next level good. Um, Quentin Richardson pretty darn good himself. so um how close were you to them in high school?
1: Well, um I played on multiple AAU teams with guys like that, not Dwayne Wade. I didn't know him personally like that. But uh, guys like uh, Quentin Richardson and Bobby Simmons, like I had a personal relationship. Quentin Richardson, I played on a team with him. I was kind of like the younger guy, like the year behind. They kind of sat on the bench and clapped for those guys. Yeah, Quentin Richardson, uh, Dennis Gates, that's the head coach at uh, Cleveland State right now. Uh, they had another guy named uh, Cordell Henry. It was like a large group of guys that played for the Illinois Warriors. And at that time, Larry Butler had a, a really good thing going. And then the next year was when the Mac Irvin fire – I got a hold. I got a chance to play with those
0: guys, and it was just, it was just on from there. All right. Anybody in Chicago allowed not to be a Bulls fan at that time? You know what?
1: I used to argue with my brother every day about this. I had a brother, one of my brothers, Mario Brown, and he was a bit, the biggest Bad Boys fans because of Isaiah Thomas, and he was from Chicago. And he was like, right. he was the best." And like we would argue, like I, to this day, like I, I fight my brother over that
0: you guys, um, obviously he came at a time when you were probably just getting into basketball big time. So that influenced you, I'm sure. Um, tell us a little bit about that 97, 98 season, what it was like in Chicago. It was the last dance. Did you know that was going to be it? I mean, it was everybody pretty well aware that that was the, the last go around for the Bulls.
1: Uh, unfortunately, I mean, people saw it coming, you saw the right door on the wall, but nobody would believe it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, We didn't actually think it would end. This is just my experience. This is my opinion. I'm sure everybody has their own. But at the end of the day, I'm like, man, we still winning. Michael Jordan is the greatest. Why would we mess this up? There's no way they
0: would break that up.
1: There's no way. And then you think about now the older you get, you think about the business side of it. You think about not let Scotty walk away and not get anything for him. You hear both sides of everything. And Scotty was upset that he wasn't even the second highest paid on the team. I think Tony Kukoc was. So there was more internal internal stuff that probably coming out that hasn't come out yet. But, I mean, it was – I'm sure that they just had so much turmoil going on that it was just hard to cope with.
0: It was crazy seeing those numbers last night when they showed the documentary. Um, Scotty was actually number six on the team. He was behind Ron Harper, Tony Kukoc, Michael obviously, um, Luke. Luke Longley, the former Lobo, was was up there, and there was one other. I'm forgetting who, um, but he was. Was it six. Rodman? It, it might have been Rodman that last year, and um, he was number six on the team that year, and like 126 in the league. And you, you think about a guy who made the top 50 team when they had their 50th anniversary, you know, of the NBA. Like that's it's insane. Yeah, I think it's um, it's
1: unfortunate. You know, he you know he did sign the contract, and you know everybody's like, man, he shouldn't sign the contract. But it's tough. He he earned the money. Uh, he had a great career. He's one of the best of all time. I've always thought that, like, you know, just like Michael Jordan said yesterday, I, it was it was awesome to hear him say, like, man, I needed Scotty, man. He was the best number two. Like, you know, he, it's, it was a team thing. It wasn't – Mike wasn't talking like a, a me guy. He was talking like a us guy. And that was that's just huge for kids today to hear the greatest player ever not talking about, like, this was my show, this was my deal. He was talking about us. He was talking about how much he needed Scotty. That was great. That was and- great to hear.
0: And Scotty's gonna go down in history as one of, if not the best number two ever. And some people think that is somehow a knock. It's not at all.
1: No, that's not a that's not a knock at all. I mean, you're especially being a number two to the greatest ever to the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he was the number two to just a random all-star or just another yeah. player. Um, because who knows, you know, at the end of the day, I think Mike left the Bulls to go play baseball and, you know, Scotty and Tony, like he still led them to the playoffs and still had a, a good season without Mike. And I mean, that, that says a lot about Scotty.
0: All right. Who were you? Were you Michael or were you Scotty when you were, uh, when you were pretending to be somebody on that team?
1: i was you with two? Longley?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what?
1: I, uh, <laughs> I wasn't Luke Longley until I got to New Mexico. There you go. And I mean, I'm, I'm uh, there's stories I hear about the kind of guy he was. It's like, man, that's just awesome that I, man, I always was like, man, who is this big guy? Where did they find him? New Mexico? This New, they talked about it a lot, and I just loved hearing about it. Yeah. New Mexico this, New Mexico that. Hearing that in Chicago was was awesome. But I was more of a Michael Jordan guy. I wore all my Jordans all the time. I wanted to be Mike. You know, I, I wasn't good enough, but at least in my mind, I wanted to be like him, you know. All
0: right. I want to get back, and after one question, I'm going to get back to you wanting to be like Mike, and I want to ask you how many shoes you have. But before I do that, like, <laughs> it, the reality is, like, we're in New Mexico. You you are a Lobo right now, a Lobo assistant coach right now, and you played for the Aggies. You're an Aggie. Um the the idea that arguably the greatest dynasty in, in history and this the one that this dynasty or that this documentary is about the ninety seven ninety eight bulls had not only one lobo in the NBA on that team as a starter but had an Aggie on that team in Randy Brown. Like that that doesn't happen, man. That doesn't happen very often as you know in these two programs and for both of them to be on that team, that speaks pretty highly of what was going on with Lobo and Aggie basketball at that time.
1: It does 100%. But you know what? I guarantee that probably won't make the documentary is the arguments between those two on the bus. Like just mm-hmm. talking about the Lobo Aggie matchups and who was better and who's this and who's that. Like that's what we want to hear, you yeah. know. But I guarantee that might not make the cut. But that's, I, I could only imagine just the riff and the chokes and the different things that they said back and forth to each other. I mean, I, I bet you, I'm pretty sure they had a lot of fun with that.
0: Well, I was going to say, you're in a position now where you're kind of. You're on both sides of it a little bit, uh, and, and so you know people from the Lobo side that want to talk some trash to you as, as the Aggie Brandon Mason, and you know plenty of Aggies that want to talk trash to you now as the Lobo Brandon Mason. So I imagine those two guys went at it pretty good.
1: Oh, no, for sure. I mean, guys that I've been around, I mean, from Kendall Williams, Alex Kirk, J.R. Giddens, like Derees Gary, like all those guys are like, they are my friends, but at the end of the day, they still look at me as an Aggie. They'd be like, oh, you cool enough, but they, they try to treat me like an Aggie, of course, and I mean, hey, at the end of the day, I did play a lot. I love I love them. I love this. I love New Mexico in general, so it's all good.
0: And what number were you? Come
1: on, man, 23,
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Mr. New Mexico also played for, what was it, the Slam? The Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds, Thunderbirds. Ooh, see, oh, see, I messed up. The slam get, was before
1: the Thunderbirds. The you slam goes wrong. You can't. That's two different leagues.
0: And you also coached up at Highland. So yeah, you've been pretty much all over this state.
1: Trying to. I mean, I, I I really believe that I'm New Mexican. I've been in New Mexico longer than Chicago. So my ID says New Mexico. I've been in every part from Las Vegas, New Mexico, to Las Cruces, New Mexico, and you know, just <sighs> everywhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you're an honorary Alamogordo. Uh, <laughs> you uh, lived with uh, two of my good friends, obviously, from high school, for those that don't know. But you're an honorary Alamogordoan as well.
1: Yeah, I definitely have a lot of ties and driving to Alamogordo and, and to keep going all the way to Rio Doso. So, so yeah. at the end of the day, I, that is, that's, that's my neck of the woods right there. Those Big Tim and Big Ryan are great guys.
0: All right, well, before you wanted to be a, you know an Alamogordoan, because everybody wants to be from there, you wanted to be <laughs> like Mike. So how much do you still want to be like Mike and how much – How many Michael Jordan, um, like, what's your shoe collection like? You got got a collection?
1: Let me cut this light on. I got put on. Here we go. From probably all the numbers, I don't know if you can see that.
0: Yeah. We got them.
1: So that's like one, two. Those are all the fours, fives, sixes, sevens, eight. Here's all the nines. There's all the tens. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. These are. I have 11 11s, then I got 12s, 13s, 14, all the way to the end. That's, That's how ridiculous. much I love my.
0: <laughs> That's ridiculous, man.
1: And I'm going to save them for my kids. They can't wait till they reach size 13 so they can wear them as well. Wow.
0: They can fit in there. That's awesome. <laughs> what do you expect to see the rest of this documentary? Obviously, there's going to be – from, from everything I hear, that it's, it's not entirely just a puff piece that's going to make people love the Bulls. Some of it's going to be real. It's going to be, you know, Jordan himself said he was a little worried that it wasn't going to be all that flattering for him. I think others who have who've already seen it have kind of said, no, it just shows him as a competitor. What do you expect? Are you, are you at all worried that any part of this is going to make you not like them as much? No,
1: not at all. I mean, at, at the end of the day, one thing that happened with Kobe Bryant, everybody know Kobe wanted to be like Mike, basically, right? but everybody got to see his attitude a little different because social media came out. There was yeah. more uh, publication about Kobe and his attitude and different things, and Mike's was downplayed. And all you're going to see is that the similarities between the two in practices and the things he said and probably the fights he had with the players and just this, the, the sheer wanting to win out of Mike is probably just going to come out and just probably just a little more attitude and stuff. But at the end of the day, man, it's, it's a high level. He was the greatest. In what, he, he did what he had to do to be, to win and be the greatest.
0: All right. So how many reminders you have set? You have reminders set on your television already for every time it's on? No, I don't even need one. You know when it's coming, right? When, when, I've, when? I've, we, is it every Sunday or is it? It's every Sunday. All right. So every Sunday they're going to show two episodes, right? Is that how it works? Yeah, it is. I, I was trying to find
1: a way to get all 10 of them already. I'll
0: bet. I'll make you calls
1: and trying to watch it all the way through.
0: All right. And so the family, obviously they, they like the Bulls too. Um, Probably not as much as you, but like they're, they're into this too.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, they don't have a choice. Um, <laughs> I, I, there wasn't, like, a vote or, you know, any kind of, like, conversation about this. I told them that they had to like the Bulls. and like I You may not them have them.
0: any say about anything else, but this one they let you have.
1: Not – I don't have a say in anything, you know, um, except for that. Um, when it came to this. The, the Bulls and the Bears, like, you know, and I, I hate cl- – the Bears right now are struggling. You know, I get it. But – you know, I got a ride for my Chicago teams and the, the Cubs and the Soxes whoever's doing good, that's who I'm rocking with at the time.
0: <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's sign off on this. Uh, there are going to be some Lobo fans listening to this, um, maybe watching this. And what can you – I know you can't talk about specifics, but why don't you give them a little uh, meat on the bone to chew on a little bit about recruiting. Recruiting going good for the Lobos right now?
1: Yeah. Um, actually, I think we're doing a heck of a job. And I think um, – one thing that we're doing a good job of, it's like, it's not just like I'm not just recruiting on my own or doing anything like that. We have all hands on deck. Dan McHale is doing a great job with his East Coast connections. Coach Robinson is doing a great job with his connections. Paul is making calls and he's doing like everything. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we're all coming together and we're putting our minds together and trying to get the best fit possible to fit us, you know, style of play, culture, everything that we're trying to do here and uh, do some really good things. And so, we're on 2020 and 2021 and trying to knock it out heavy right now.
0: Five star calls up Brandon Mason right now and says, Hey, I want to play for the Lobos because look, I want to be like LeBron because he's the best ever. What does Brandon Mason tell that guy?
1: I'm gonna call you right back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he had never heard of Michael Jordan.
1: <laughs> no, you no, trust me. I've I've talked to some some big time recruits and that has been the exact conversation that we've had you know, on the phone about the greatest, and different things like
0: that. And that happens
1: a lot, trust me.
0: I mean, some of them said Kobe. Some of them said LeBron, right?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I get mean, and the, Le- <laughs> the, Le- the LeBron argument, I get it. Like, I think Kobe's the second best. I think LeBron's following up. Like, I, I get it.
0: And, and Clyde Drexler is the best? Who do you think's the best, just to be clear? Clyde, right? Portland?
1: No, come on. Now. Don't do me like that. I didn't say that. Clyde was great. Clyde was great.
0: Clyde I don't, Clyde. I, for the record, I don't really think Clyde's in the conversation. I'm a Portland fan. Clyde was great, but he's not in that, you know, he's not on the Mount Rushmore. That's for oh, sure. Not,
1: yeah, no, Mount Rushmore, I mean, that's that's some high-level stuff. But I think Magic is somewhere around there.
0: Yeah, no, I got you. I got you in cream. The list goes on and yep. on, and that's a debate for another podcast. But uh, this for is sure. Michael time. This is the Bulls time. Everyone seems pretty excited about it, and you seem pretty excited about it. So I'm glad you did this, man. I appreciate it. And uh, good luck with with the rest of the documentary, but good luck with the rest of recruiting too, man. Okay, thanks, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Bye bye. All right, well, there you go. I appreciate, like I said, very much appreciate Brandon Mason for doing that and for playing along a little bit with not only the uh, the podcast and. And the article that's going to come out in the Albuquerque Journal print edition, but but for doing the Zoom video as well, and and for those of you listening to this podcast, obviously the tour of the closet probably wasn't the most entertaining podcast content ever, but um, I appreciate you for for indulging us a little bit and and understanding this was a a dual kind of uh, a dual product some dual content here some video and some audio so anyway much appreciated to Brandon Mason and and his giving us a a rundown of his take as a Chicago Bulls fan and a kid who grew up in Chicago at the time of the 97 98 Bulls um, dynasty and and this last dance documentary that's being aired on ESPN again hope you liked it Give us some feedback. You can always get me on social media. You can email me at any time. You can email me directly at ggrammar at abqjournal.com, or you can email the sports department as a whole if you want sports at abqjournal.com. Let us know what you think about this podcast, about anything else we're working on. The feedback's much appreciated. Again, on Twitter, I am at G Gra- I'm sorry, I'm at Jeff Grammar on Twitter. It's at G-E-O-F-F. G-R-A-M-M-E-R. And I will make one more last call for you to to help us out a little bit. Support local journalism. Subscribe to the Albuquerque Journal. That's abqjournal.com slash subscribe. Help out local journalism. Get some more content like this. If you liked it, if you didn't like it, Let me know what you didn't like about it. Maybe we can work on that a little bit. But there's also a lot of great content going on by a lot of my colleagues at the journal and a lot of fine journalists around New Mexico right now covering a variety of topics, not just coronavirus stuff, not just sports, not just uh, any one topic. There's a lot of really good journalism going on right now. And I'm proud to be a journalist at this time. Hopefully, you guys will support some local journalism as well. Last time, thanks for listening. Episode 28 of the Talking Grammar Podcast. Until next time. Thanks a lot, guys.